A 2019 survey conducted by OnePoll, commissioned by Joy Organics, showed that of those surveyed, 77% they have said they have a very hard time relaxing during the Christmas season. It also revealed that the majority felt much more stress compared to any other time during the year. Now, the participants of the study, uh, they revealed the factors involved in the increase of their stress. 56% pointed to the extra financial strain that the holidays bring, while 48% said that finding gifts for everyone was just stressing them out. 35% were stressed from all the different family events, and then 29% were stressing out about putting up decorations. Now, of all those surveyed, an astonishing 88% stated that Christmas was by far the most stressful time of the entire year. 67% of the participants mentioned experiencing a tremendous amount of stress in putting together the perfect Christmas experience. And then 47% stated that when Christmas comes around, they take on way more than they can handle. <laughs> and get this, 40% of the survey's participants stated that they'd rather stand in line at the DMV than have to deal with Christmas stress. 20% said that they'd rather sit in a plane next to a crying child. 30% of the participants, they just flat out said they no longer enjoy Christmas. Now I'm assuming that these numbers are startling to you. However, I'm also assuming that many of you can largely empathize. You know, a major thing goes missing each Christmas, peace. Which is a big deal because peace is integral to getting all that we can from this season. Peace comes from the intentionality of being still and listening to God. And the great irony, however, is that even though Christmas is supposed to focus on Jesus, he instead ends up being the one primarily left out. But what would happen if we stopped this Christmas instead of race? What would happen if we took the time to breathe and to take in all that God wants for us. You know, a, a little boy and his little sister were singing a familiar Christmas carol in church a Sunday during the Christmas season. The boy finished the song Silent Night with the words, Sleep in Heavenly Beans. His sister kicked him in the shin and said, No, not beans, peas. You know, with the way many of you are feeling and experiencing Christmas this season, you know, the song Silent Night might just as well be ending with beans or peas instead of peace. 
So let me first ask you a question. Are you tired? I bet many of you are. The reason is the enemy of peace is hurrying. And do you know what's crazy? Being busy, it gives us validation and worth. But it's also as natural to Christmas time as wrapping paper and Christmas cookies. What would you say? What would you say to someone this Christmas if they came up and asked you, how are you doing? Now, for a lot of you, you'd probably say something like, well, I'm, I'm super busy. <laughs> I'm just really, really busy. But how would someone respond if you instead said, you know, I'm doing pretty good. Not a lot going on. Yeah, I've decided this year to spend time taking in the season. I'm spending a lot of time not doing much of anything except cuddling with my family, and reading, praying, sipping cups of coffee with friends, you know, and just listening to God. <laughs> you know, maybe you're under the impression that you have to be tired during Christmas. Or maybe, like every other year, you've entered into this season intending to make the best of this Christmas. But like always, when the 26th comes around, you'll end up wondering, Christmas is over? Where in the world did the time go? Let me ask you something else. Would you feel guilty if you spent this Christmas season slowing down? Why do I ask? Because God wants you to be still. Being still is critical. And it's especially important during the Christmas season. It's important because we all too easily forget to take the time to stop and listen instead of doing. Now think about this. What would you give for one, two, three hours of uninterrupted stillness? No phones, no emails, no responsibilities. I get it. I know it's hard. It's hard not focusing on things like food and money and shelter and schedules and jobs and relationships. But we have to understand that our relationship with time matters. It matters because everything takes time. And when it comes to being still, we need the time for it to sink in. Now, for many of you, you need to invest in the act of slowing down to be with God. But to do that, you first have to embrace your limits. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7 states, But we have this, this treasure in jars of clay to show that the all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. You see, you and I, we are not impenetrable. 
We are not uh, innately strong. We are actually innately fragile and weak. And when we slow down, the world doesn't slow down with us. So to slow down, we must dictate our response to the world, not the other way around. But where do we start? Where do we begin? Matthew chapter 6, verse 33 states, But seek first His kingdom and His righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. You and I, we, we cannot be still by working harder. This Christmas, the only way to be still is to seek first His kingdom and His righteousness. Now, many of you know the verse from Psalm 46.10, which states, Be still and know that I am God. But what about, what about the next part? <laughs> You know, the part that comes right after that. It says, I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. You see, I want to glorify God. Many of us want to glorify God. But giving God glory largely happens when we're still. That's when we can truly begin to know God. So how do you know God? Would you recognize Jesus if he walked into your room? Now what about, what about this question? Do you have communion with God? Last Sunday I showed you that the entirety of the Bible the entirety of the Bible points to God's relentless pursuit to get you and I back into the garden again, walking with him step by step. You see, God has pursued us. He's pursued us to such great lengths that it cost the life of his one and only son. The goal of God this entire time has been to be in communion with you and with me. So when we're in communion with God, we're right in his sweet spot. That's when we truly glorify him. Communion with God is, is what we were created for. You know, yet Christians, all too often, we confuse Christian activity with communion with God. We too often think that the harder we serve him, the closer we get to him. But here's the deal. Communion with God is not something we need to seek out to obtain. Instead, we need to stop. We need to stop sabotaging what's already there and at our fingertips. Because having communion with God is not the act of us bringing God in. Instead, having communion with God is the recognition that Christ is already within me. In Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, the Apostle Paul, he writes, I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. Now, if you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, 
If you believe he was crucified and he rose from the dead and is living today, and if you've decided to follow him and make him the leader of your life, the Bible says you're saved. And it also means that Christ lives in you. John Cusick from Restoring the Soul Ministries, he shares this analogy. Think of yourself as a water spigot on the outside of a building. Now that spigot is you. Now many Christians believe that behind the wall of your spigot is a tank full of toxic, harmful chemicals called sin. And to make sure that none of that harmful waste comes spewing out of your spigot, you must figure out a way to turn it off. But John Cusick points out that for the Christian, behind this wall is not a tank of toxic, harmful liquid, but rather a tank full of living water. And, and the goal then of the Christian life is not to turn the spigot off, but instead open it up and allow Christ to come gushing out. You see, we are defined not by our sin, but by Christ within us. So if the inside of us is a reservoir of living water, Christ within us, then we don't have to do something to be allowed within the presence of God. We need only allow Christ within us to flow freely. You know, during Christmas, we celebrate the miracle of God with us, as we should, because that miracle is indeed a humongous and important one. But an even greater miracle is God within us. God is speaking to you right now. Can you hear him? Do you know what, what God is saying? He's saying, shh. You and I experience communion with God through the act of attentiveness. And we, we then become attentive when we prioritize being still. And here's the cool part. When we become still and attentive, we then experience the heart of God. And that's, that's when we can exhale. In Psalm 14 too, the author David writes, the Lord looks down from heaven on all humankind to see if there are any who understand, any who seek God. As God scans all of humankind and he fixes his eyes on you, tell me, does he find one who seeks after him? To seek God is to be still. And to be still 
is to become attentive to God. And to become attentive to God is to see His heart. And to see God's heart is to experience peace. May the God of all peace be with you. Amen.